0: What's up tea drinkers? We are back with another episode of the Tea with KG. I'm your host Kaylee Grace and I have another amazing guest joining me this week. The amazing Joey Dignam. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so
1: excited to have this chat with you.
0: I'm so excited and anyone who's listening not watching, Joey is wearing the iconic ginger spice sweatshirt right now. That is both of our spice girls. We bonded over spice. that so hard.
1: <laughs> so hard not for the first time either.
0: No, no, <laughs> we love some ginger. So we're going to be channeling her iconic Leo energy today. Cause yeah. that's what's up. <laughs> that's right,
1: I'm almost a Leo. I'm a day off. I'm a yeah, cancer, ca- but I'm a day off. Yeah.
0: You've got beautiful emotions, but I feel like that confidence you pull from that too. Mm-hmm, yeah. From the Leo. I just,
1: I just recently like looked up my moon and my sun or whatever. And I'm like, and? I'm like a double cancer. So oh, a yeah. lot of like, and my Water. Would be like, yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. There's a lot of, so what, lot of flowing emotions there.
0: Yeah. So what's your moon and your your rising?
1: Uh, my rising is Cancer, and my moon I think is either Pisces or Aries.
0: That's so, so funny because I'm a Taurus, then Pisces moon, Cancer rising. So also okay. one with the fields. <laughs> there it is. That doesn't. Matter. Yeah. No, no, not at all. It's like it's so funny because I don't have any fire in my chart, which I found weird, but I have a lot of. Gemini in my chart too I've got some Capricorn Scorpio there's like some other things in there but it's like a lot of air water earth no fire weird that that surprises me a little (laughs) bit I know I know everyone says that (laughs) yeah oh my gosh well this is going to be such an amazing episode I am so grateful to you for joining us Joey's going to be sharing a very vulnerable story with us and I'm just really honored that you're allowing me to share that on this platform because it's going to be amazing. Yay. All right. So we're going to start with the good old, who are you and what do you do?
1: Okay. So uh, like you said in your really beautiful introduction, my name is Joey. I am, uh, gosh, I wrote down uh, a few things, um, <laughs> a few adjectives, I guess. So I'm a dad. Mm-hmm. I have two daughters. Uh, their names are Rowan and Phoebe. They're 10 and 7. So um, cute. I am a partner. To Robert, and he Mm -hmm. lives a couple of hours away from me because he's in school and we are we are going through it right now with this adjustment to being back to school
0: well yeah because you guys are together so often so that Mm -hmm. would definitely be an adjustment
1: Mm -hmm. I am also a therapist Mm -hmm. so my day job I yeah I'm a clinical social worker and uh, I do therapy in private practice so I am a gay man which is going to be a big part of what we're going to talk about today and my journey uh, to, to owning my truth. Yeah. I I also I wrote, I am a Spice Girls and Beyonce fanatic. So yes. like that's <laughs> already established. I'm also going to Halifax tomorrow night because uh, there's a bar there that's having a Beyonce drag night. Shut so, up. Oh, my God. It's funny. I was telling someone about this this week and my youngest daughter, Phoebe, was like, are there two things that are more dad than drag and Beyonce? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she knows you well.
1: <laughs> she does know me well.
0: Yeah, she That's does. Amazing. I actually,
1: I, uh, I've been forcing them to watch. I think I have them bought in. I've been, I've been watching Drag Race with them. Oh my um, God, my favorite. See, here's the thing. I'm not super cute appropriate. But I know, right? <laughs> I also don't really have a lot of gay friends. So it's like, you know what? I'm just gonna use my kids to fill that void it's fine right
0: Yes. and you know what I honestly so many kids do watch that show like I'm thinking right now season six Bianca Del Rio in the audience like I don't know how the little girl was related but you know I think it's so and I think it's key for kids to watch stuff like that because it just op, like anyone doesn't even have to be a child it is so eye-opening and like that show to me I everyone's like oh here she goes talking about drag race again let it out come on it is just the perfect combination of all of the art you could ever want to see. Dance, fashion, acting, everything, singing, all the things. And then also it's the stories for me, which obviously eh, people listening are like, no, duh, she loves the stories. Yeah. But I have brought to tears. I have had some of the most inspirational moments from that show that have helped me keep going. And I'm just like, that is the most beautiful thing. And it's so colorful, too. So. <laughs> so
1: and you know what? It's funny you say that. So. Shortly after I came out, I think like basically when I came out, I, I had an old friend that reached out to me and he's like, he's a, he's a gay man he lives in Ontario. We went to university together and he said, sorry, I can't let you in the community until you watch Drag Race. <laughs> and so I really, but I really found a part of myself in that show that for so many years had to be kind of put down. Like I saw yeah. this, this color, this, honestly, this femininity that I'm learning to like love about myself um oh, I yes. saw right I saw like a freedom I saw a rebellion that I really yeah. identified with that's a that's that's a real kind of thread in my personality is this kind of like oh yeah, yeah? watch me yeah I'm gonna do it yeah, yeah that's right
0: hell oh you think yeah. this is how
1: it should be watch
0: <laughs> hold, hold my drink one second <laughs> that's here right. that's right <laughs> oh, let me just take my errands out here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. It breaks down so many constructs and so many barriers and even within the show itself, it has progressed and grown oh. because, you know, with trans and having uh the first like cis male contestant, just yeah. so many things and I think that I'm fucking here for it. I'm like, yes, Me let's break too. all the barriers.
1: <laughs> that's right. I agree. So, yeah, I I think that that those are a pretty good sum of Yeah.
0: I yeah. love that. That's amazing. So, you know, as we've kind of talked a little bit so far in this episode, Joey is going to be sharing his amazing, amazing story with us. There's lots of different nooks and crannies and lots of ebbs and flows we'll go through with it. I'm just excited. So let's just dive right in. Let's hear the story. Let's, and let's, let's do, do it.
1: it. Yeah. So I'm born and raised in Miramichi. I grew up in like, I'm not, not great home environment. Um, honestly. Uh yeah, mom pretty physically emotionally abusive, dad neglectful. So mm. starting out not not great with my parents, raised super, super religious. Like yeah. Not just like Sunday school and church. Like we're talking like Sunday school, church, Sunday evening service, Wednesday evening prayer meeting, Thursday night Bible club, Friday night youth group. Like all the
0: church. All we the were, things. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, I grew up doing that for, um, basically my entire growing up life. Yeah. Um, as, as I was like kind of preparing my thoughts around my, my timeline, one of the things that I thought was important to mention was I remember being very young, like we'll say five ish. And I remember realizing that, oh, boys are supposed to like girls. Right, because it was like right from right from very young, I was like, I was sparkles. I was yes. oh, there's a there's a tube of, <laughs> of lipstick. I'm gonna put that on and like prance around. And I like,
2: love that.
1: I was like, in in like my grandmother's heels, and like I was just I was a sparkly. Honestly, I was yes. a fruity little boy. And it scared, <laughs> it scared my family. I remember my grandfather saying to my grandmother one time, "You're gonna turn him queer," and it's like well wait kind (laughs) of so not how it
0: works
2: sorry exactly
1: (laughs) but I remember there was a time when I was very very young where I realized oh wait I'm supposed to like girls and you know right from that early age having to work kind of against myself what
0: felt natural yeah Yeah. exactly
1: and so get to your teen years um I I started to kind of realize I actually I really do like boys and um I actually started coming out at 15 um and which actually so do you know do you know what year we met
0: I don't remember the year I have a bad concept of time I just it's, know it was, a, really long
1: time it was ago. a long time ago so we met in 2002 <laughs> in grade nine he
0: says, okay grade nine I knew it was yes. high school but I was like what grade yes. was it <laughs> it
1: was 20 years ago oh my god oh my god <laughs> I know.
0: Oh my god, that just got real, real quick. Right,
1: (laughs) right. I'm like, seeing like my light highlighting this wrinkle that doesn't go away now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, Um, 20 year happy
1: anniversary. Cheers to that. (laughs) So in in grade 10, actually, I I practiced coming up to a couple of people. So one of them was actually Amanda Johnson, um, who I love. I will give her a shout out right now. She is just one of the most special, amazing humans and I'm singing at her wedding next year. And Stop! I'm, oh my I god. I'm so excited. So, you know, over MSN I'm already Messenger, getting
0: teary-eyed. I'm like, woo!
1: It's so <laughs> special. Just wait, because, like, she circles back in.
0: So oh my god.
1: I'm so I,
2: excited.
1: I, yeah. So, I, over MSN, I came out to her. I came out to uh, Courtney, who actually ended up becoming my wife. Um, yeah. And uh, so, I started that process, started, like, Breaking away from my parents a little bit, um, gaining some independence there. And then when we were in grade 11, um, gay marriage was legalized. And Mm -hmm. I was out to like a few close people Mm -hmm. around me, maybe like a handful of people. And um, my dad that day, who just like so, so deeply religious, so, so rigid, um,
2: mm.
1: he sat my brother down the way I remember it in my head and he, maybe he didn't sit us down, maybe it was over supper, but he sat us down and he said, if you want to put me in an early grave, just tell me you're gay.
2: Oh my and, God.
1: And I was like, Ooh, I'm, I'm not about to do that. So I took oh, it all yeah. back. Yeah. Um, and just did like a deep dive into church. Cause they had the solution.
0: Right. Of course. Right. Yeah. I'm eye rolling for anyone who's yes. not watching <laughs> huge eye roll. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, you you know, and then I spent the next, you know, if I was 17 at that point, I spent the next 14, 15 years really trying to do everything that I was supposed to do to have this thing that had been, you know, called this disease, this affliction my whole life, to have it healed in me. And, you know, and what do you know at 17? You don't know a whole lot. And so, oh no,
0: my God. Oh and you think my what God. the world
1: looked like in 2005 is very different than it looked in 2022.
0: So freaking different. Like, it's wild. Yes. And so, like, the same
1: the same possibilities weren't uh,
0: no around.
1: No. I didn't have the same examples to look to.
0: No. You know, social remember... media wasn't a thing. Like, Facebook, I think, maybe was just starting. If no. not, it was 2006 for sure. But, like,
1: yeah. YouTube you know? wasn't even a thing. Yeah. So, like, yeah, iPhones weren't a thing. Girl, we had Yeah,
0: owned. MSN Messenger, hello. MSN Messenger, that's right. And if you had ICD, ICQ, you were one of the lucky one. ICQ, uh oh. Uh oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, the nostalgia right now. I,
1: I would love to log into my old ICQ account and just see, just see what's there if, oh my it, God. if it still exists. Right? Yeah.
0: Oh my God, yeah. I'm like. Oh. Flash what was my status or like what was my name on there?
1: <laughs> uh, mine was mine was Stinger Boy Joey. I thought oh I was yes. All
0: of that. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> oh gosh. So so toward the end of grade twelve, um, me and Courtney were we were just we were really good friends, and yeah, when you're heavily involved in church world, there's really no space for a boy and a girl to just be friends, and so you know we we both really did what we were supposed to do, yeah. and we. You know we started dating we went to university together we were able to survive four years of university and so after that we got married and all this time I'm thinking like okay you know god if I take one more step maybe this is when you'll make this go away and yeah then, you know you get married and then you have one kid and then you have another kid and then you get the mortgage and all this and
0: all the societal things that were All things, I ain't air yeah. quotes, supposed to do, right? Yeah.
1: You know, and this this whole time getting more and more involved in church and trying to become a more, you know, faithful person. And, you know, when, when I couldn't make the gay stuff go away, you know, it would be like people like pray over me to like rebuke it out of me or, you know, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that I've never been to like full conversion therapy because you're in my brain yeah. i was
0: literally just wrote that down i was gonna ask you that wow yeah. okay no. please elaborate yeah yeah
1: so i haven't been to like a full conversion count counselor and air quote experience um i have friends that have been actually i met up with one last weekend and he shared a story oh with me and it just like it broke my heart um here in new brunswick there are there wow. are I, let me let me just put a little like yeah there are let us have it. There are counselors everywhere, including in New Brunswick, that are still currently offering conversion therapy. They've changed Stop. the name because it's illegal, so now it's reparative therapy. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, I'm serious. my God. Yeah, I know, I know. So this still uh. exists. And I'm going to cry
0: right now cuz like it's just it's so fucking damaging and why are you yeah. trying I'm getting so emotional I'm sorry but I yeah. why I don't understand ever why someone wants to change another when it's just who they are it's just who they want to love and who like it's who you are that's it like I just Yeah that really it's, gets me.
1: Yeah. I think the mindset that sends or that 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 motivates parents to send kids to Conversion therapy. You know, my friend was sharing. He he got sent at ten years old.
2: Ten. Oh my god. My daughter's ten.
1: Yeah. You know, um, and it it exists, but I think the 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 spirit in which kids are sent to conversion therapy is fear. Yeah. Oh, totally. Parents. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard in church that you know the 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 spirit of homosexuality, the sin of homosexuality, the the disease of homosexuality, and so it's this thing be feared and um you know it's 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 talked about as almost like one of the unforgivable sins sometimes yeah it's
0: like so much shame and shame is like such a gross feeling like it's just
1: yeah it's funny I'm hoping we'll get to talk about shame um because I think it's a really important part of how I've grown and how I've come to understand the world um as part of my coming out and as as a therapist um Mm -hmm. but I think I think what it is is it, it, people are so afraid of what comes after this life that they forget to live for this life,
0: yes, you know? um, and like the and way it, I it, see the world, it's gonna be beautiful, no matter what comes next, it's we are good, beautiful souls we're nothing but beautifulness is waiting for us, like that's yeah. it yeah i
1: and and i'm I'm getting to that point i in in just the spirit of like vulnerability here um because i know i know that's what this space is yeah um i i really struggle with spirituality still
0: um totally understandable you know, i feel like you had a traumatic experience and that's I tough did. to overcome
1: um, yeah uh so Maxine, your friend yes. who has been on your podcast, it's yes. the episode. It's like, oh, anyway, we could, we could spend the full time just talking about Maxine. <laughs> yes. she, she, she gets so many
0: shout outs. <laughs> She's like, where are my royalties? <laughs> Rightfully so. Right? <laughs> yes,
1: but She was, she was here a couple of weeks ago. And I find when I'm with Maxine, I just want to be quiet. I just want to listen. I want to take it in because there's so much wisdom there. Um, so much. So much. But she was, she was speaking about, um, her spirituality and her her connection to to just like higher power and I'm sitting there and yeah. and i I shared like how do you how is it possible to engage with that when prayer has been used as a weapon against you yeah you know um so but it's funny because the the universe is really it will not stop bringing this to my face, you know even today with one of my clients um we're doing uh, sorry, I'm a, I'm on quite a rabbit trail. Is that okay right now?
0: Honey, this is the squirrel brain central, so let's go. I'm here I know. for it. <laughs> I know. So I had a client today
1: and you know, he he had a pretty traumatic childhood where he just he he always had to be in survival mode and he didn't get to learn to differentiate between big emotions. And so wow. he has a really hard time understanding the difference between like anger and excitement. And so he he looked at me and he's like, Okay, I just need a frame of reference. So like can you tell me like what things like are exciting for you like what like what what does it feel like what are you what are you chasing when you feel something exciting and you know I was saying like the things that like really fill my cup that feel good for me are good conversation deep meaningful connections yes. and music basically it's anything that like the 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 sum is more than or the, the total is more than the sum of the parts we're like yeah. you know we have a, a choir and a group of people that are singing together and all their voices are beautiful but what they make together and so i'm ta- i'm speaking like that yes. and yes. and he he looks at me and he's like you speak like a really spiritual person and i was like interesting okay universe i'm i'm trying to I listen you I'm scared <laughs> yeah, yeah i, I wish yeah, i could see you would make it easier
0: oh yeah. my god it's interesting talking about the universe and lessons and things like that like In my own journey, too, it's just so interesting when things keep appearing and popping up, and it's like, You're gonna deal with me, and I'm gonna keep showing you in different ways until it clicks, or until you surrender, or until whatever. And um, it's so interesting, and I love hearing those stories because it's like it's such a powerful thing, yeah. And and I think I spent
1: so long in church world and so long needing to. Not even micro dose, but like macrodose, this perspective, this yeah, rigid, you know, because by the time I was in my late twenties, I was honestly li- like girl, I had it made. I had arrived. I had <laughs> the beautiful wife, mm-hmm. the two super charismatic kids, the the big house with the attached yeah. garage on the big lot i had a great job like it it was like on
0: paper it looks perfect yeah and i
1: i don't want to do a disservice to it because it was not it was not a terrible life no except i was a mess because i could no longer keep up the character
0: yes the fa and the mask so, the facade yes Yeah.
1: And so the, the switch really came when I started my master's in social work because yeah. at that point, something had to give in my life. Two kids. I was still working full-time. I was doing school part-time. So I actually took a step back from the church a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a, a worship leader, so I was leading the music at my church. And I just needed to take a break to make room for school. Yeah, And it was amazing how quickly not getting that dose of that perspective all of a sudden, just the whole house crumbled. And, and like, it was, it was weeks. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, I can't keep this in anymore. This, Mm -hmm. you know, this, I can't, I can't present this character. And it was, it was really amazing, because so much of what we learn in social work, so many of the social work perspectives are so um, not conflicting with Christian values, but the, the corner of Christianity that I'd found myself in was really at odds with these perspectives that I was learning in school that resonated mm-hmm. so loudly within me, yeah. and so it felt like a really natural decision to to step back from this, but then when I step back from this, this had enormous consequences because right. you know here I am going home to someone who You know, is I should have just been allowed to be her best friend, and and here we are, kind of in this. And yeah, so I spent the better part of a year always riding the edge of a panic attack. Oh my god! And I honestly, I found pills and spent, you know, better part of a year popping pills, sneaking pills, numbing numbing it down. Yeah. Um, just trying to I had,
0: quiet that noise. Yeah.
1: That's it. That's it. And so I, I remember it was in the summer. We had just moved in. I guess it, we had been in our house for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, And I was standing at our kitchen island taking like, honestly, probably like my fifth or sixth Benzo of the day, like just wow. sneaking them when someone wasn't looking, popping another one.
2: Yeah.
1: And I had this out of body experience and I saw myself, I saw my body and the thought that came to my mind was, Joe, if this is 31, what does 51 look like? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's and, powerful. And so in, in that moment, I, I, I made the commitment to myself to be like, the next time it feels natural to share this with Courtney, I have to share it with her. Because you have to remember, yeah. I already came out to her in high school. She and knew, so yeah. She knew, she knew. And so every eight months, every year, it would it would come up, and I'd be like, no, 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 it's like, whatever I had to say to get out of the conversation, yeah, um, avoiding point, i was, I, well, I was a master of staying ahead of the conversation yeah. right? um because i never I never wanted to actually have to face someone being like, Well, what do you believe about like 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 gay rights or you know marriage equality or trans rights because I knew what I believed I knew who I was, but I also had this life yes. um so uh, around that. Time that I made the decision to like okay the next time it naturally comes up with Courtney I'm, I'm just I'm just I have to be honest because I can't I can't keep going down this oh path. yeah
0: and having um, those conversations is so tough like having yes. any mm. kind of conversation that's somewhat uncomfortable I struggle too it's so hard because I have to like mm-hmm. psych myself up I'm like okay I got yeah. this I could do this it's just it's it's like that stagnation right it's like when you're I don't want to say comfortable in a luxurious way I say we live in comfort sometimes but it's it's not serving us. Like we're just yeah. stuck in our wheels. And it's those tower moments that have to happen for the most beautiful stuff to be like, well, bam, you did this. Here you are brave. And here it is. Yeah.
1: I know. And it was uh, around that time that I was actually talking with my current partner, Robert. We, yes. So we met because we had worked together and become good friends. But when we first started chatting and, you know, sexuality came up and he said, like he said that he didn't want to label himself because he didn't like he didn't like labels. Didn't like I get the, that. The baggage that comes with the word gay. Yeah. And you know it's been it's been really amazing to watch him through the course of our relationship really own that part of who he is. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm I'm really proud. Mm. Um,
0: it's like yeah. you guys had your own separate journeys, but also together. I love that
1: very much. And and he said to me uh around the time that I was really like really struggling he he said like how long how long do you think you can live in cognitive dissonance like this and I was like, mm, there's a word for the people yeah, so- it
2: is <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um so it took about four months for it to come up naturally um and okay. so it was November eighth, November ninth, the middle of the night in there twenty nineteen I was full of guests. Because why not, right? Of course, um, yeah. <laughs> but there's there's no perfect time to kind of rip the floor out from someone's life.
0: It's true.
1: Middle of the night, I finally worked up the courage, and I said, "Court, I can't anymore. I'm gay." And she, mm-hmm. I, oh, she looked at me, and she said, "I'm so proud of you."
2: Oh my god.
1: Yeah, and then we spent two months kind of disoriented
0: navigating that yeah what is
1: this what does this mean for us do we what a beautiful
0: woman oh my god that's like
1: yes mm. yes and so we spent two months kind of disoriented like we stay together do we have an open relationship what does this look like and then it like pretty quickly it was like no this this isn't how this works and so Mm -hmm. you know we we made the decision to not stay together and i still I hadn't really come out to anybody at that point um, because I had seven people that I wanted to tell to their face before they saw it on Facebook. Absolutely. Um, and so, kind of in that purgatory time, Robert and I officially started dating because I would spent, you know, a little bit of time talking with Courtney around like, well, do I just like date casually? And girl, you can imagine what the gay community is like in Marimachi. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just people who really were looking for something different than I was looking for. Yeah. Um, and so finally, I was just kind of like, well, oh, I got this really good looking guy who I really do So handsome. Conversation. Like, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I know. Lock that down. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so we started dating uh, in January of 2020. And um, I came out to my parents. In February, and Courtney was with me when I did that, and um, so uh, we we were at a a rehearsal for the band that we were singing in, and they were keeping our kids, and so I came home, and obviously Courtney was there, and I popped hopped in that van, and sat down, and we got my parents down and said, hey, we have to tell you something, we're splitting up, and my parents were like, what, what, why, <laughs> and my mom who you know like we I want to just like color this moment by like I'm not close with my parents Mm -hmm. never was like growing up was like horrific um but they, they were really good grandparents and so we anyway so they were keeping the kids and said hey we're breaking up and my mom asked why and I was like I'm gay and my dad just went red and he stood up and he he said, like, I have to leave. And when he walked by me, he put his finger on my face and he said, You broke my heart.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah. Wow. And so and he hasn't looked me in the eye since. Wow.
0: So, yeah. Oh my god. Two and a
1: half years.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: anyway, it's it's a weird experience, I'll be honest. Uh coming out and having nothing but just the most amazing reactions.
0: But then yes. having your
1: parents be the one to reject you.
0: Oh, and that would be so challenging to navigate, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. the people who birthed you and like should be your number one, it, and to yeah. not have that support. Yeah, it's, it's so challenging.
1: You know, I I say it sometimes in therapy, like there's no there's no place in the human brain for rejection, and so it's yeah, it's been an interesting journey. I grieve a lot of what should be.
0: Yes, um, of course.
1: Yeah. So. Anyway, fast forward a couple of months after that, I, well, so I came out to my parents February 21st and then the next month COVID hit. Oh which, my God. Yeah. Right. Which kind of put a halt on everything, which was nice. Cause I had a bit of time to like, okay, the people around me yes. know the Miramichi rumor mill was like in full swing at this point. Cause word had gotten out mostly right. from my grandmother who outed me to every single person that she could find a phone number to. Oh my gosh. And not in a good way, you know, pray no. for him, pray for him. Oh. He's lost his way. We've, we've reconciled a little bit lately, but okay. um, so then I, I came out publicly in June. Um, yes. Tell everyone I, how,
0: because you did yeah. it in the most, I said this earlier. I was like, it was the most poetic, beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I can still remember seeing that first post and my heart literally exploded. I was so happy. I was just like, yes, live your truth, own your truth. So excited. So yes, I won't go too far. I'll let you share.
1: Yeah. So, well, let me share a bit of the reason why I came out the way I did. Yeah. I felt an enormous amount of pressure to justify why now, why mm. at 31 with the wife and the kids and the house and the career and just, you, why, why mess with that? Um, and so and also, like, what's this big about face? Cause weren't you like the, the big worship Christian lead, the Christian worship leader? And yeah. So I I really felt a lot of pressure to justify why now. But also I want people to know, and I still want people to know the weight that that queer people have to carry. It's yeah. it's one thing to look around our world now and be like, yeah it's a safe place for everyone to come out and be themselves and yeah uh, it's safer it's better safer that's better safer better. yeah safer i I agree to that, but I have so many experiences and so many pivotal moments that um that shaped my decision to really try and be something I wasn't and yes. I wanted people to have the contact. Or, yeah, why now? Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, over the over kind of the, the purgatory COVID time, I just wrote these stories out, you know, and there are stories of my family, there were stories of my marriage, there were stories from church. Um, yeah. There were stories of important people that had pivotal, pivotal
2: Roles. moments with
1: me yeah the yeah rules. um and so you know every friday for i think i only did it for seven weeks i have a bunch more that i haven't shared um, wow i know but uh yeah for seven weeks i shared probably the, the most important stories yeah um and and the the feedback was wild like oh, wild yeah. and and after seven weeks of this i just felt so vulnerable that i was like i gotta I got to stop and some of the take a little the, break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And some of the feedback that I was getting was like, especially from church people was getting like, like nasty. It had, Oh. I just had to kind of like, whew, slow down a bit because it was, it was, I felt so vulnerable. That was yeah. such a scary time for me.
0: Oh my um, God. As it would be. Cause you're literally exposing your soul to the world and I can, I think it's amazing. And I, I have so much respect for it. I'm like, fucking here for it of course but I understand as well when you share such deep vulnerable things that you have had to you know stuff down for your entire life it is like it not only affects the mind it affects the body the soul everything you're probably exhausted after that I would imagine
1: yeah it was so funny the experience of saying the words I'm gay took me probably a year to get used to saying the first yeah. couple of times that I said it to people. So those seven people that I came out to in person, every time I said it, I would I like the blood would drain from my face. I'd break out in a sweat because it was this part of me that I had been at war with. Mm-hmm. And so much shame
0: was life. created around it. And like I just know from my own experiences in life, whenever shame or guilt was like centered around something that is some of the most challenging stuff to deal with because the people who preach this at you make you think you're wrong or make you think you're dirty or you're doing something that you shouldn't. And it's like, no, that's not right actually. And then when you finally get to your adult life and you can be like, no, no, absolutely, <laughs> I'm not. taking my power back. You are not correct in this. Yep. And like, well, I know I'm kind of leaning back into the church, but it baffles me. It truly baffles me how people who supposedly believe in all this higher power, how that's not, that's not love and light and beauty the way they treat other human beings. Like it's not, I don't care what anyone says, come for me, go for it. It's not right. We are all beautiful people. You have to learn to open your mind and expand and let other like ideas and ways of life in, because that's how we learn grow compassion for each other and empathy because like I'm sure you can relate to and I can as well with different areas of life we've grown we've learned things we've become open to things that maybe we weren't before and that's progress that's evolving and that's freaking beautiful there it in is. That-
1: there yeah it is yep and I it's so funny so I'm leaning a bit more on me as a therapist now but yeah. you said a couple of really important words there that I want to like share how I contextualize it. So mm-hmm. I really understand life on a continuum of shame and connection. Yeah. Because shame will pull us away from people. Shame will lead yes. us to hide parts Isolate. Of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Filter parts of ourselves. And the way that we deal with shame is with compassion.
2: Yeah. Oh, shame yes. can't
1: stand up to compassion. It can't. Mm-mm. So it's so funny because as we move away from shame, the the natural pull is toward connection.
0: Yes. You know? I'm gonna cry again. I'm just like, oh that is it so up, beautiful. Yes. I'm in the right but place. <laughs> you are,
1: yeah, we can handle tears here. Um, <laughs> that really informs my understanding of mental health too. Um, I feel like sorry, I'm I'm taking us down a different path here. Let's but do I it. really I really think that we do a disservice to the human when we treat mental health as a deficit first. So when we start with a diagnosis or with something wrong with us, I truly, at my core, with everything that I am, believe that basically all mental illness is some form of disconnection. Yeah. Whether we're disconnected from ourselves, whether we're disconnected from others, Whether we're disconnected Mm -hmm. from purpose and the ways that we've had to adapt our lives to manage that disconnection is what that book would call a mental illness.
0: Oh my God, I am freaking here for what you just said. Cause like it's so true. When you are out of alignment and not focusing on what truly is for you that's when that stuff happens. I'm doing like a mental note of my own life because I've had my own struggles with like depression, anxiety, that kind of thing. And it's all, well, some trauma, of course, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it was exactly what you just said, not being connected to me and, Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be, but, oh, yes. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
1: I guess I've just seen it in my life that when I've been treated as, you know, inherently sinful I never I couldn't grow into my best self yeah when when we treat people as you know a mental illness first or a diagnosis or whatever it Mm. it doesn't help them I see so many people come in and they're convinced that you
0: know there's something wrong with them and I'm like no you're exactly who you need to be yes and what you've been through Yes, that served you at one time. That protected you. That's what was going on with the you know, the fight yep. flight fawn freeze. Like Exactly. Right? And the thing with
1: our nervous system is it's not super complex. So if it finds something that works in one environment, baby, you know it's gonna copy and paste, even if yes. it doesn't copy and paste. Cleanly. Oh
0: my god. And me even deconstructing some of the things that happened before that are not happening now, but it's like to work that oh my god it is a journey for sure
1: (laughs) it's a journey because when we're we're leaning in on our stress response when we're in survival mode our smart brain is powered down you know our smart brain takes a lot of energy to run and when Mm -hmm. our nervous system feels like it's in danger needs to survive we don't need our smart brain we don't need creativity we don't even need language we need to survive so it takes all that energy that normally powers that part of our brain and directs it to fight the or flight. body oh god the and body. i hate
0: it and i can know like it took me a while to learn the difference because sometimes i was like okay is this my intuition or is this my trauma and most of it like i know now what feels like trauma is the most gross feeling in my body it's like hearts racing breathing gets heavy can't make good decisions like i want to throw up that's Trauma brain yep. and like intuition is a beautiful feeling. It's like boop, it's like so instantaneous. So it's a, uh, uh, i love that you said that. That it's, it's so, it's, it makes it make sense because it does take all that and it's like, let me just throw up in your body all these things, all these, this power. <laughs> That's
1: exactly what it is. And, and it's so funny because the people that experience, especially early trauma, they, their, their first language, their default. Is this survival mode? Yeah. And and so then it becomes, how do we how do we practice peace?
2: Yeah. How do we
0: practice stillness? How do we build up our tolerance for that? Totally. Oh my God. Oh, so much. Yes, I'm getting like this is the yeah. best conversation ever. You know, you were saying you love deep conversations. Yeah. Same here. I'm like I so here you for do. this. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Wow. Oh my gosh. Like so much truth bombs being dropped right now. Like. I'm just, like, it's, breathing all of this in. It's amazing. Yeah. I just, I really, I truly, truly believe that connection is just
1: the foundation of health. Oh, like, uh, Yes. And, and that's, I'm, that's like, going to write qu- that down.
0: Yes. Maybe that's my quote for the end of the show. This is the quote. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Connection I believe the that. foundation of health. And it's yeah. so true because, like, it's just, it further goes back to, sorry, I was like, I can't multitask. We're trying to write that down and talk. Can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't going to work, but it's true. Like, and I noticed here, this is just an example, but being in Vancouver, there is a very large homeless population. And I am so intrigued by these people because I'm like, what is your story? I'm like, how did you like cause they you know every single one of them has a story and they are a human and maybe they do deal with addictions and things, but that doesn't like you said, it's not their it's not who they are. It's just something they're processing or maybe they're dealing with trauma. Who knows, right? Like it's yeah.
1: it's so funny. So Gaber Mate, he is a psychiatrist actually in East Hastings out there in Vancouver. Ooh. And he's one he's one of like the 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 Prominent thinkers on addiction, and he says that the opposite of addiction of addiction is not sobriety, it's connection.
0: Yeah. Oh, it all comes back to connection. It, it
1: all comes back to connection. Everything's mm. about connection. It's all about connection. And yeah, I. So if we go back and we talk about our fight or flight, and people that yeah. grow up in traumatic environments where they have traumatic things happen to them that really require quite an overwhelming stress response, especially in a sometimes a chronic way. Yes. Well, you you get to high school and you've never really felt your nervous system slow back, and you try drugs for the first time, and imagine what a life changing experience it is to feel peace for the first time.
0: Finally, yeah. Finally. To not have all those voices and demons and feelings like overtaking your entire being, totally like. Yeah. And like you said, too, like when they have dealt with it from such a young age, like that l- breaks my, my heart. It's just I want everyone to be able to find a baseline of peace, at least for a few moments each day. It, it's not maybe attainable all day, every day, but at least a few moments where you know you yeah. are beautiful and where you should be and you are enough. Yeah,
1: yeah mm. that's right. And, and I, when I think about people who live in addiction, I just think of the way they get stigmatized and the way they yeah. get shamed and the way that they're told. You're broken and you did this to yourself.
0: Yeah. But, but wh- what does that lead people to do? It leads them further away from people. Isolation. Yeah, because they, Isolation. like we said, shame is like a gross feeling. And the more people are putting that on you, it's like, I'm picturing literally like a cartoon right now of someone like being like down and going, if you're watching, you're going to see it. I'm like going down, yeah. like just shoving you down further and further and further. And that's, that's gross behavior on the shamers part too.
1: It is gross behavior. need to do better.
0: Yeah, 100%. I feel like just the human race is so quick to judge, no matter what the topic may be. It's just ridiculous. And I also want to hold up a mirror and be like, um, are you perfect? Have you never made a mistake? Or have you never, you know, went in one direction with like, you know what I mean? Like, we all need to take a step back sometimes.
1: We all do. And I think we all need to reconnect to our compassion.
0: Yes. Yeah, because connection, compassion—the two C's. We like those. Well, let, let me blow your. Is there mind more? More C's? <laughs> there are there are
1: eight C's. Woo! Yes. I know. So this comes from uh, a therapy modality called internal family system. Okay. So internal family systems understands the person as a collection of parts. So they, you know, I, I'm going to do a terrible job explaining this, but <laughs> basically, it's you know we we treat we understand people in, in Western world as kind of like a mono mind, which is, I am anxious. I am excited. I am this. Yeah. But what internal family systems does is it says, part of me is anxious.
2: Yeah. Part of me is this.
1: A part of me is that. And so when we're a collection of parts, there are certain parts that we would call managers and they're the ones that kind of get ahead of the situation and they, they kind of run the show and they, um they keep us from being hurt, and then yeah. we have other parts which are called firefighters, Ooh. and they <laughs> after after we've done something, they're the ones that kind of like clean up the mess.
0: Oh my and god, then, this is such a cool way to explain it. I love this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then there's a third quality or a third set of parts which are called the exiles, and these are parts of ourselves that have been burdened um, that the managers and firefighters have to protect.
2: Oh, and so
1: the whole goal of internal family systems is to unburden your exiles and to allow what we call your self energy to lead and so think of it like you're in a car and you're you're on this journey called life and (laughs) right they're all your your car is full you got a 15 passenger van baby and you got all (laughs) these different parts of you and uh in a perfect world you would be driving self will be driving but what happens is a lot of times our parts will hop in the driver's seat and be like oh I see something coming I'm gonna take us down a different path
0: true right? oh my god preach like you're putting so yes. much in perspective again I'm having flashbacks I'm like oh I wasn't driving at that moment was I <laughs> oh no, it, it was your angry part or it was your yeah. spirit part yes. yeah. yeah wow and cool. so the goal of
1: internal family systems is to be able to connect with self energy and to make sure that self is driving
0: Mm, I love so, that
1: right and so it doesn't mean that the other parts aren't there we're not trying to get rid of anger we're not trying to get rid yeah. of excitement we're not trying to get rid of anything but what it is is these parts are allowed to advise us but self still makes the decision mm. so if anger I keep anger in my passenger seat anger I, I feel I have a lot of capacity for anger and intensity and yeah. I love anger in my passenger seat because anger's always going to be watching <laughs> they they play a great playlist. They're a great <laughs> DJ. Yes. But when anger wants to take the driver's seat, cause they're like, look, you see what's coming? You see what's coming? I can be like, thank you. Thank you for showing me that that's there. But I promise where we're going is safe. Let me drive. Oh, and I do it. Even I love if I'm angry. that.
0: Okay. I actually like, I feel like even in myself, I want to say those words. Let me drive. I me know. Drive. And it, you get it as a feeler as well. Like, especially empathic people. It's Sometimes the feelings are so freaking strong in my body. I have to work double time to be like, no, 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 honey, you're not gonna take over today. <laughs> like, mm. I'm in the driver's seat.
1: But but think about how much easier it is when you have that understanding of like, yeah. this is this is not all of me. Like, I am not yeah. angry right now. A part of me is angry right now.
2: Mhm.
0: Mhm. One hundred percent
1: total. It's, it's, yeah. you, you have to surrender much less to it
0: yes and it's like so. also too going back to our shame talk I think it takes the shame away from having those feelings because sometimes we are ashamed to feel things and I'm like no feel it then you can bless and release it and then it's
1: bless you know release,
0: baby. right I like that. I love that so much the parts I, anyone listening take for, if anything from this you are not mm. one thing we're, we're all multifaceted yeah
1: we we contain multitudes.
0: So many multitudes. Yeah. And we are is, uh, magical beings. <laughs> ain't we though?
1: Yes, we are. We are colorful, sparkly <laughs> yes. beings.
0: Yes, uh, all the sparkles. <laughs> uh,
1: it's so good. And so in internal family systems, I think going back to your shame piece, what it does is it really does allow us to understand, oh, there was a part of me that was protecting me. Yeah. Why would I shame that? I love that. This right? Part of me, it, like, it overshoots the mark. But wow, yes. its intention is pure.
0: Okay. I love that because I feel very protective of people I care for and I can relate that to myself so much better. I mean, I think I'm going to have to work, I'm going to work these things in seriously yeah. with myself because that is a beautiful thing. It's like, actually, I love you. Like you just, I love you. Like, thank you for trying to protect me. But let's take it down a few notches there, Hen. Like you're a little... Right. You're a little excited. (laughs) Put your hoops back on.
1: Put your hoops back in, baby. They look cute. You need them. Yeah. (laughs) I love that.
2: That's
1: that's, that's what it is. It's allowing ourselves to be like, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Because Mm. emotions and thoughts are just information. They just tell us something about the world around us. But ultimately, we get to decide how we engage with that. So if anger is telling me, yeah, you know what they're going to do? Or, yeah, they did that. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for letting me know. I appreciate that advice. I'm still going to lean into connection. I'm still going to lean into vulnerability because that is the magic of life.
2: Yes, so, oh my God, yes,
1: <laughs> yeah and so those those qualities of self that are able to make that decision to be able to stay in the driver's seat they look like curiosity, they look like compassion, they look like connectedness, they look like oh my God. calm yes. and when when you are tapped into that essence, when a decision comes from one of those qualities, we can trust it to be from capital S self.
0: Yes. I literally want to scream right now. I'm so excited. I'm like, yes. Oh, deafen everyone. My mic's like, girl, stop, (laughs) please stop. (laughs) Seriously though, I love that. And I am, I I literally, I say this every time. These episodes always happen for me when they should, because I am so going to apply that Mm -hmm. And it's again, it's like, sometimes I think logically I might know things, but I've said this before. It's how it's said sometimes or who says it. And it finally like just makes sense in your brain. You're like, ah, there's my aha moment for the day. But you
1: also have to be at the place where you're ready to receive it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so funny. I find with this journey, this healing journey, sometimes I'm like, still, I still don't seem to get it. Cause like in my head, I'm like, I know. But it just doesn't mean my body has caught up to that or whatever the case may be. But I think that's so interesting.
1: So if you're interested in knowing more about internal family systems, there's a book, like a really accessible, easy read book that came out just last (laughs) year called No Bad Parts.
0: Ooh, I love that.
1: By a guy that created this modality. Okay,
0: cool. I'm going to yeah. write that down. That I love that so much. And like that's just such a beautiful way to approach life, to approach people. And it really just brings it back to so much that I already do believe in. Like compassion is one of the most beautiful words to me. Like I just I love that word. It's and just the meaning behind it. It just really I think our world in general needs more of that. I'm like it shouldn't be about the money, greed and power. It should be about loving each other. Okay,
1: listen. So Earlier when I was writing down adjectives for my bio, I literally wrote I'm like, I don't know how how deep I'm allowed to get or how like but I I, I let literally us wrote, have
0: it, honey. I, I literally wrote <laughs> capitalist.
1: Like Right I, just, I can't. I can't. I'm over it. I'm done. It's like it exploits people, it yeah. it devalues people and it just it doesn't it doesn't work. It literally, doesn't serve
0: like, humanity at, at all. Doesn't.
1: And I, let me let me give uh An example. So last week, every single client that came into my office, and we talked about this as a clinic, the other therapists had the same experience. Everyone that came in their office was like, I'm so tired this week. And we as humans have this arrogance where we believe that we are disconnected from nature. We believe that we're above it. We believe that we have the tools to, right? I am like a
0: nature queen I'm like, yes, let's I go lay in are. the grass. <laughs> let's yeah. I'm like, preach it, Joey, preach it. <laughs>
1: but, but girl, what is what is nature telling us right now? It's telling <laughs> us that hibernation is coming. Yeah. It's telling us to slow down. Mm-hmm. But what is our world telling us? School so starts, much, dance harder, classes start, faster. hockey starts, <laughs> harder, faster, right? And so people are living in this dissonance of this instinct in me is to grab a blanket and to to preserve myself. But then this capitalist world is still trying to extract my productivity from me. Oh and it Yes. <laughs> the be, no the wonder way you you're think up,
0: I'm like, yes. Oh, it's so true. It's exhausting. Yeah. And there's no off button. It's like they don't no rest. It's what no rest. what is that thing? No everyone used weary. To say? Yeah. And like um it was about a hustler, I don't know, like no days off and things like that. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm and gonna curl up with that. my like that's it, right? like Like, it's so disconnecting it is not connection Um, like at all i just i one of the things that
1: i hope to grow in is being able to do more things from rest instead of for Mm -hmm. rest
0: yes oh my god yeah i love that
1: We, we have this idea in you know western colonized society where we have to earn our rest Yeah. We have to earn so much. We have to earn our worth. We have to earn our rest. And I'm just, I'm so fed up with it. People are inherently worth everything. They are worth kindness. They are worth dignity. They are worth their basic needs. They're worth more than their basic needs. And we have to stop treating people differently because they haven't earned it. What does that even mean? Exactly. what What is the saying cost of living? mean right that's, that's right bullshit
0: it is full-on bullshit <laughs> we are here to live it shouldn't matter like it's just uh, the power that money has and it's just insane to me yeah, yeah. so that's my little anti-capitalist rant so yes thank yes, you for, here for it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming to my ted talk <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I want to circle back to, um, I was just thinking, there's a couple of things I want to touch on, but you were saying like the story with Amanda looped back. I want to know how yes. does it loop back? So, so when I,
1: when I had to like basically take back my coming out at the end of high school,
2: mm-hmm. I,
1: I was so ashamed and basically I kind of ghosted her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it just, it again, I was ashamed. So I pulled away from connection.
0: Isolation, yeah. Right.
1: She was she was one of my best friends. And just like went from literally chatting all the time to nothing. And I'm still I wish that wasn't in my past, but we're Yeah. Anyway, so when I came out, she sent me just the most beautiful message and we went out for uh we went out for supper and Robert, my partner, came and um anyway, she I can't remember the exact words she said, but like I I basically apologized to her. Um at least I, I did in my mind. If I didn't in real life, Amanda, I'm sorry. But um, she said, "said yeah, I I always knew and I always just kept your secret. And I was just waiting for yeah. you to check back in with who you were and to own your truth. And 100%. Said, I, just, I just waited. And so we've just, we've been able to like really reconnect. And oh, she's just, she's just magic.
0: Such an earth but, angel, right?
1: She, listen, I love her so much. Um yeah. and if I'm giving shout outs, let me let me show <laughs> yes. let us, let me show up my grandmother so my dad's mom is my favorite person in the world, Danny Rose I so i when I, she was one of the people that I had to tell in person, obviously when I was yeah. coming out, and so one of the seven I, one of the seven and she i I really was careful where I came out to people. Um, because, like, I did it in a way that, like, well, you can't really blow up. You can't have, like, a big reaction. So I right. took my night out to lunch to the portage. And... Yeah.
0: <laughs> the public setting. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I told her, okay, Nandy and Courtney are breaking up. And she's like,
2: huh?
1: What happened? And I was like, I'm gay. And she leans across the table, and she puts my face in her hands, And she said, I've always known. I'm just waiting for you to tell me.
0: Oh my God, what an angel. She, she
1: is an angel. So. I
0: love that. And it's so sweet, the, the hands and the face. Yep. So yep. cute. So She's comforting magic. too. I love yeah. that. That was just nothing but love. Yeah, that, that is my grandmother.
1: She is a healthy, happy, runs the road seven days a week, 80 <laughs> something you're a woman. And it's because there is not a mean bone in her body. She doesn't that's harbor right. resentment. She she walks in the qualities of self. And yes. it preserves her. It does she's got nothing in her to cause bitterness or disease yeah. or anything. She's just she she's is she's loving light. She is. She is. Yeah.
0: Cause yeah. that's it too. When we push those gross feelings down or things we haven't dealt with, it will manifest in the body. It will make you sick. It'll, I'm not going to say what it'll do exactly because we're all different, yeah. but it'll do things yeah. to you for yeah, sure. I remember, I remember that
1: year that I knew I was gay, knew I couldn't fake it anymore, but like also didn't want to like ruin Courtney's life and my kids' lives. Um. I, I, I don't know how I came across the information, but basically, um, I, I so I'm a singer and yes. I. I remember thinking, if I don't speak my truth, something's going to happen to my voice.
0: Yeah, the throat chakra, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that that was another kind of like chip at the foundation. Um, oh, for sure. Because I truly believe that. Like, I know I'm not great at listening to my body. I spent my entire life disconnecting from the things that felt right in my body. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very much on the beginning of a journey of becoming re-embodied. Yeah. Um, but my back will always force me to rest if I'm not resting mm. always. And mm-hmm. so our body
0: knows what we need always. And it's like, it's so, so funny you say that. Cause it's so true. Like, and if you're not resting and you keep pushing, it's going to be like, no, no. I'm going to do this to you now. <laughs> so true. And At that's not sense. just because we're in our thirties. It's not because of that. <laughs> I know, but but listen, it goes back to what we were saying a
1: few minutes ago about how like yeah, but then we treat that as like a problem. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like something we, we don't look to for get the root for. We need a surgery. We need this. We need that. takes This problem. Yeah. In reality, the problem is this hustle culture. It's this capitalist society that extracts all of our productivity and our resources from us. Yeah. We have nothing left. So our body's just like I I can't
2: and that is not
1: i'm done but that's not you know I, I i see it so many times in my office people that come in who are really struggling with like depression and when you mm. kind of tease apart their life it's because gosh they've they been so productive for so long that they've got nothing left to live or yeah. they've got no friends and they've got nothing no to connection. Like, no connection mm. and so their
0: their whole body's just like I quit. Yeah. I don't have any like there's where's the joy, right? Like it's like the adrenal fatigue and the burnout. I've suffered burnout. I don't wish that upon anyone. So it's like, listen to your body before it screams at you. Like,
1: agree, And, and that's, that's really a really beautiful way to describe kind of how I felt when I knew I needed to come out is my body was screaming at me. Yeah. The anxiety. And it was so funny. As soon as the secret was out of me, I didn't need benzos anymore.
2: Oh my god! I didn't need pills
1: anymore. It was it was like almost immediate. Amazing. Obviously, yeah. like I still kind of reached for them sometimes, especially on like hard days. But yes. It, like I went from like a lot of pills to like mm-hmm. oh yeah, today's a tough day. Let me take one just to kind of get through. Which
0: yeah. How they're supposed to be used, but exactly.
1: But it you know, people that are carrying anxiety maybe what are you not saying? What are some values that you need? What are the ways that relationships are, are working against you right now?
0: Oh, totally. And like, it's really interesting. And I hope anyone listening is doing a little like reflection on your life. Because if you have incurred any of these things, I, I, I know for myself, the whole time we talk, every time you're saying something, I'm looking back, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, like, different relationships and places you stay. It's like I wasn't I mean, divine timing is everything. It's it all works out as and when it should, but there's sometimes I'm like, man, I knew this wasn't for me for a lot longer than I actually before I took action, you know, and my mental health or whatever exuded that. It was like I was so unhappy and not comfortable. And it's like exactly what you're saying. The body was like, hey, hey hey.
1: (laughs) It's it's so funny because um our body has far more impact on our emotions and our thoughts yeah. than our thoughts have on our emotion and our body. Because yeah. we so think about it this way. We start as a body. A baby is just a body. They are just a bundle of physical needs. <laughs> now, if you've been around a toddler, you know that toddlers are just emotions. Yeah. And so as we develop, we we add these things on to our body. But our body then turns into emotion which then takes on thought as our brain grows mm. and so if you think of it like a bullseye body emotion thought the the direction of influence is far greater from the inside out and from the outside in because we've yeah. been a body a lot longer than we've been thought
0: yeah fuck yeah I'm like right? look at like this is just wisdom all <laughs> over this episode <laughs> come on Oh, my God. I'm here for it. That's amazing. It's yeah. so true. It is so true. So much true. It is true.
1: It's, And it's so easy to say it. And it's another thing to embody it.
0: 110%. I think, too, though, the beautiful thing is, is once you start to say it, that's your self-awareness. So now you're like, okay. And it's like anything, right? It's like a muscle. You have to to practice certain things exactly. like it doesn't happen overnight and i it, it, i think it's interesting to notice that um different things depending on how deeply they've affected you or whatever the case may be might take longer and other things you might be like ooh okay kind of yeah. navigated that one a little quicker celebrate those wins celebrate any win any win any when you're healing win. yeah that's right any that's any right. move for- forward is okay and it's okay if you take five steps back after that it's okay you're going to get right. back there
1: yeah that's right and 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 to kind of go with that, you know, taking those steps forward, those steps back, that metaphor. I I think that a really compassionate way to view ourselves is we have these honestly really well-worn paths in our brain. Certain ways yeah. that we think about ourselves, certain uh postures that we take toward the world. And you know, we've we've run down these paths, we've thought these thoughts millions of times. They're automatic in our brains. We don't have to, we don't, we don't work at yeah. they just they autopilot. Happen.
2: Mm -hmm. autopilot
1: well autobahn it's the autobahn (laughs) in our brain and so part part of what what we have to do as we gain the self-awareness as we put self in the driver's seat is realize okay I can keep zipping down the autobahn and I can go fast but I don't like where it ends up so Mm. I have to I have to take a step back on this road and start carving out a path to a different direction and yeah. listen, girl, I know you grew up in the country, so you know what it's like <laughs> yes. to forge a new path in the woods, right? Yes I do. <laughs> yes you do. And so the first few times you go through a path in the woods, it's slow going. You're mm-hmm. you're knocking branches out of the way, you're you're pounding down grass, but then you go through the path five, ten times and all of a sudden, okay, I see the path. And then You know, you, maybe you take some tools in and you cut some brush away and you, you know, you bring a, maybe a tractor or four wheeler in and you get it a little smoother and, and our brains are like that. And just because you build a new path, doesn't mean that the old path goes away. That's right. How long it takes for a highway to grow over. Yeah. Right. Forever. And so it's okay if we find we're zipping down the Autobahn again, because Mm that the Autobahn is still there. But it's when we notice, right. oh, shit, I don't want to go this way anymore. Let me back up, and I'm going to take the new path. It's take a the little new slower. route,
0: yes.
1: It's not as comfortable. It's not as familiar. But this gets me closer to where I want to be.
0: Yes, and I love, too, that you said about bringing the tools with you because it's almost like the things you learn in life, those are your tools. You put them in your exactly. little life toolbox, and they help you navigate this new route that you're taking. Right. So, In social yeah. work, we said the book, Your Backpack. Yes, your backpack. Oh. Okay, yeah. I want to make a new thing. I'm like, what do I want? My purse? What what, what resonates with me? <laughs> what resonates, like, girl, it's a purse. <laughs> yeah. And it is designer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it has all the beautiful, magical things in there. Yes, it does. <laughs> I love that. I also wanted to touch on, too, because I just think this is so amazing, is the co-parenting that you and Courtney mm-hmm. do.
1: Yes. Okay. So, yeah, we co-parent so well. She's been so gracious with me. So when we decided to split up, she said, "I don't want to treat this as our family breaking up. I want to treat this yeah. as our family growing."
0: Yes! Oh, she's so, amazing.
1: She is amazing. She is amazing. It for for navigating separation and divorce, it it has been far less painful than a lot of people's like most people's situations.
2: Has it been perfect?
1: God, no. But yeah, have we been able to hold a lot of grace and compassion for each other? Both <sighs> of the time.
0: Yeah. And that's beautiful. Oh, my yeah. God. That's what's so, up.
1: So, yeah, we, God, we just, we've really allowed ourselves to just become friends. Mm. And and so we we do week on, week off with the kids and so tonight is trade night the kids were with me this past week they went back to her place tonight um and right before I logged on I was having supper at her house oh I love that we have a family meal together every week we you know this summer we me and Robert went to Montreal Courtney and the kids joined us we all they got to have all three of their parents there at La Ronde and we went to an amusement park for the day together and that's so fun it is yeah and and so we we co-parent really well together and I'm also really thankful that any any decisions that one of us needs to make usually they're pretty close to what the other would say
2: or or decide
1: so and yeah it's been it's been really uh I don't know what the word is because I don't want to say it's been easy it's it hasn't felt like we're swimming against a current
0: that's right and i think it's important too to note that like how important having that support from her would be cuz you know you don't necessarily have it from other areas of your life and she's your best friend you guys have been best friends you're like since and, you met like met. and so a little more context so
1: our moms stood up with each other in their wedding so courtney's mom was pregnant with Courtney at my parents' wedding.
0: No way. Oh so, my God. Destined. So there
1: this, yeah, so they're destined to really be connected. So yeah. there is this spirit that um, you know, our relationship should have been able to be this. We should have been able to be friends. The circumstances we were in forced us to be this. Mm-hmm. We navigated the pain of pulling this apart. And now now our relationship looks like the friendship it probably should have always been able to be.
0: That's and so beautiful.
1: yeah, this process was painful. Of
0: course. Even when you because know it's the right thing, it's still painful. It's, it's still, still mourning painful. the death of the relationship. There's so many emotions that go with a breakup. Yeah. No matter how much you know it's for you, like you're not supposed to be with that person and you can wish them well, you're still yeah. going to go through it, honey. Oh because my God. It
1: is a form of disconnection. Yeah. And humans are not good at handling disconnection rejection abandonment whatever we want to say yeah so so we've been able to navigate that really well I also want to shout out her her family because they've been really incredible through all of this Mm. um where my parents have been like about as bad as parents can be and like yeah double like my parents have like doubled and tripled down on how terrible they've been um mm. like my dad won't even like go to family dinners with his brothers and sisters if he finds out that Robert is coming. Um Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's nasty. And so I've what I haven't had with my parents, I've really gained with Robert's parents mm. and Courtney's parents have been really gracious in stepping up and filling up filling a lot of that space. So, yeah. Like when I, you know, when I came out and Courtney's dad found out, I mean, how do you how do you initiate a conversation with your ex son in law who's leaving your daughter because he's gay? And so what he did was he he bought me a record of the first pressing of the last musical that I'd been in. What? And yeah. Oh, so my special? God.
2: I, I love know. That.
1: I know. And me and Courtney's mom. I mean, people used to think that I was her son. So we're, we're, we, yeah, we're still so close. We we talk all the time. And Robert's parents have really been incredible too. I mean, they, Robert also grew up, you know, mom's like, well, went to the church where I led worship. And so his, his coming out wasn't an easy process either. And so they, they've been so gracious with us and they've, they've allowed themselves to grow so much and I I live in their house now like I live in the granny suite on their house Aww. and at, like I go over I I made banana bread this week and I took them over <laughs> some I used her muffin tin like it's like yeah <laughs> it's it's so and so my parents have been super shitty but one of the one of the beautiful things about queer existence is we get chosen family
0: yes everybody's chosen family our brains are connected right now because I We're literally there. was thinking that Uh chosen family yeah. is everything because it, it doesn't matter. Blood, me I mean, it's great. Of course, your family. Like, families are yep. great. I'm not taking away from that. But yep. it doesn't matter. When you connect, that's on, like, a soul level. That's different. And, like, your soul, right. it doesn't matter which human case it decided to go into for this journey. Yes. It's it's here. And if you connect, yeah. you know, you feel that. It's natural.
1: Totally. And, mm. like, literally, like, everybody else in my family, has been, like, my blood family has been amazing. Like, my yes. brother amazing all my aunt like I'm going down I'm staying with my aunt tomorrow and she's coming to the Beyonce drag night with me and how oh my like, god yes I know so like really aside from my parents it has been the most liberating experience and there's something that I've really reflected on um in the coming out process and the way I existed before coming out was I I held the chaos inside of me to maintain peace around me. Mm. And what coming out was for me was trading chaos inside for chaos outside. I was no longer okay allowing myself to exist chaotically in here to keep peace around me.
0: Yes,
1: And so let me tell you, Haley, listeners, I would make that decision. A million more times to trade peace outside and to bring it in. If the world needs to be chaotic, because I'm living my truth, they've got work to do. That's not my problem.
0: Exactly. Oh my God. So much. Yes. And I think that is so important because Our world, like not, I'm not trying to paint everyone the same, but like we care so much about what people think or how we appear. I know I'm guilty of it too. Like I've definitely been working through some people pleasing tendencies, but again, I knew at one time I needed that for safety, but I don't, I'm not in that place anymore. I don't have to do that. And it's scary as hell showing up as who you are, how you are, because this is who you are. And if people have a problem with it, it is. Yep. That's fine. That's and, your problem. It sounds like a you problem.
1: <laughs> that, that sounds like a
0: you problem. Not a you yeah, problem.
1: But yes. I think it's so interesting because I I really, I have this belief and I I have this conversation a lot in the therapy setting where I truly believe that we're just cavemen living in a modern world. And so yeah. like our DNA really hasn't evolved from caveman times. We just have better tools now. Like back then we had like rocks and now we have MacBooks. So, That's right. But our DNA these instincts that are in us really haven't evolved. And so think about what it meant yeah. in cavemen times. It meant that we took care of each other from birth to death. We were yeah. deeply connected. If I had a need, chances are everybody had the same need. If I was yeah. hungry, chances are you hungry too. We're working, we as, a each team. Other, yeah. we're working as a team. Yeah. What did rejection mean in cavemen times? You die. Right? Rejection yeah. equals death. That yeah. is wired into our DNA. Oh my God, the wisdom keeps coming. So our, our evolution didn't anticipate a day where we would get a shitty couple of words on a shiny device in our face. Yeah. And so when our brains feel rejection, we go into death mode. I'm about to yes. die. And so that's why we as humans are always trying to figure out, do I still belong? Do I, are these my people? Yeah. I don't want to be rejected. Like rejection, the experience of rejection actually is wired through the physical pain pathway in our brain. Rejection is meant to be a horribly, like we, we do anything we can do to avoid being rejected Wow. It, it, it signals death to us.
0: Yeah. That's so, so interesting.
1: So I hope what that does is it allows you and, and the listeners to have a bit more compassion for yourself. Like if you, if yeah. you go, if you go, if you go. A little wild when you're scared of being rejected. That's how you're wired. We we are cavemen who, if we got rejected from our tribe, we would die. Someone would eat yeah. us. Something, someone, <laughs> something yeah. would eat us. Right? Yeah. We'd freeze to death or, you know, rejection in our DNA. Rejection equals death. And so wow. we're always assessing to see like, am I still part of the tribe? Am I still part of this? That's why oh, when yeah. I came out, the hardest part for me was really Losing my church community, these people that had helped me raise my kids, these people who I saw five nights a week, who I made music with, who I did all this with. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big reason why I held on as long as I did, because I didn't want to lose my tribe. I didn't want to lose my community. Right? Exactly. Thankfully, we live in a world where rejection doesn't equal death anymore. But it does take... Redirection. (laughs) Redirection. But it does take reconnecting. For sure. It does take being very compassionate with yourself. It does take riding that wave because our nervous oh, yeah. system, full throttle right away. Yes,
0: right. 100%. 100%. And it's so interesting you're saying that because, again, what did you say earlier? Connection. It comes it. back to that, like it's always. Just, it's the foundation of health.
1: It is the beginning. Wow. It is the end.
0: Yep. Wow. Oh, my God. Well, I feel like that brings us to our final words of wisdom. We looped right back into that so beautifully. What but a segue. Let's hear it. Yes, let's hear it. So. My, my final words of wisdom are connection
1: is the foundation of health.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. One more time. I need to hear it
1: one more time. I'm going to absorb it. Listen up. Connection is the foundation of health.
0: Mm, that sounds like that needs to be in a meditation. The way you just said that, you're like, connection. <laughs> connection.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Download
0: my app. <laughs> Yes, mindful with Joey. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine? No, I'm far too intense for that. I probably need. It. Oh
0: my god, it would be funny though. I think you would do like a really funny one. You'd be like, "All right, honey, listen up.
1: <laughs> you look good today. We'll yeah, meditate on that.
0: Yes. Oh my god, that would be so amazing. I am so grateful for you and for this conversation and just how you move through life and the beautiful teachings, like what you do. Is like so impactful, and it's shaping the world. Like your impact, it's just gonna do that ripple effect to everyone, and we'll get those eight C's and like that compassion and that connectedness. And like people like you, like this is your light work to me, and I'm just like it's just so beautiful, and I love connecting with people like you you. because you're so important. Yes, what you do is so so huge, and share and being so vulnerable. Oh my
1: gosh, yeah, like the like. Creating this space for people to really share what they've been through from the middle of it, and not from the not from the end of it when they've like, you know, got all their stuff together. It's like, no, we're yeah. actually we're we're gonna share these stories from the middle.
0: Yeah. So, I love 100. It. Yes. I love what you oh. about
1: this platform. Thank you for including me in it.
0: Of course, I appreciate. There's so much love right now. So powerful. So powerful. I... Girl power oh yes girl power let's do that shout out to all of our spice girls we love you I'm like so yes. next guest next week ginger spice can you imagine oh my god
1: if you if that happened and I was not invited to partake listen. oh
0: we're gonna wear our ginger spice merch because you know I your girl that. has it too and we're I gonna be like, she does. <laughs> like I don't even know like obviously that's like my dream manifestation of certain like celebrities like like Mindy Kaling I'm freaking obsessed uh. with her uh, I swear amazing. it's gonna happen, but I don't yes, know is. how I'll even react because I'll be so starstruck. Like I love you, Mindy. Like squeeze yeah. me. I love you. <laughs> like... <laughs> but uh, first of all, how dare you? Oh, <laughs> <right.
1: laughs> uh, we're we're gonna manifest that for you. That's
0: oh for yep. sure. Oh, so many right. great amazing people. We're yeah, humans trying to connect. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yes. Let's link your socials if you'd like. If you if anyone yeah. resonates with Joey today and you want to reach out or connect. I,
1: I am just Joey Dignum. Uh mm-hmm. on all my socials. So There we go. There it is. <laughs>
0: Keeping it simple. <laughs> Keep
1: it simple. I'm a simple guy.
0: I like that. So for everyone watching on YouTube, I'll have all of that linked in the description box below. I know I mentioned this before. I wasn't sure if I could link things in the podcast show notes, but I can. So I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. I was like, I'm such a learner. I'm like, like, literally you guys are all on this journey with me. It's a slow process of learning all the ins and outs of the Mm -hmm. podcast world, but I'm loving it. And I'm like, the point is that we're getting our message out and all those little things. I'll figure it out eventually. So, yes, I will have that linked in the show notes. Uh, if you're watching YouTube, you know the trail. Subscribe, share, like all the good things. If you're listening via podcast, give us a five-star rating. I love to hear your feedback. And also everything will be linked on the Instagram and Facebook T with KG pages. So there'll be no trouble finding Joey <laughs> if you want to connect. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much again, Joey. Oh, this was so my great. I love you. I love you. I appreciate you so much. Like just, you're just beautiful sparkly being and I'm here for it. That's you. I was like, I'm like waiting. I'm like, where's the sparkle jacket? The one in his profile picture. (laughs) I love that. It's in the closet,
1: baby. I'm wearing sparkle (laughs) shoes to Beyonce tomorrow night. So.
0: I can't wait to see that outfit. Oh my God. Yes. All the sparkles. I want to see videos. I want to see all of the Beyonce drag. I promise. Yes. Oh, amazing. Well, that is our tea time for today, everyone. Thank you so much, listeners, viewers, for integrating your beautiful energy into this podcast, this platform. We would not be where we are without you. And I just want to send my gratitude to each and every one of you. And we will see you next time. Bye.